Hello everyone, welcome to Culture Cast. My name is Jack Lipsy, your host for this program, and I'm so happy that you have joined me here today. Before we get into today's episode, as always, a few housekeeping uh, things right up front. First off, if you haven't been able to, or just haven't done so yet, please be sure to visit us over at thedailyapologist.com. There you can find our articles, videos, and podcasts for your reading, viewing, and listening pleasure. Also, be sure to give us a like and a follow over on Facebook, and you can follow us on Twitter, at daily underscore apologist. That's at daily underscore apologist. And if you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at Jack Lipsy, at J-A-C-K-L-I-P-S-E-Y. So uh, be sure to go and check us out at all of those various platforms where we are present. Also, uh, here in January, January 18th, 19th, and 20th, Dean Meadows is going to be doing an apologetic seminar over at the Lake Norman Church of Christ. So just wanted to make you aware of that, uh, just kind of update you on the news there. So Dean Meadows will be at the Lake Norman Church of Christ January 18th, 19th, and 20th. Okay, so I want to get into something that I actually wrote a blog on not too long ago. Of course, I can't remember exactly how long ago it was. On being narrow-minded. And a lot of people charge Christians with being narrow-minded specifically because of one verse in the Bible. I'm sure there are a whole lot of other verses. And of course, this isn't to say anything about the attitude of some Christians to give people this impression of Christians being narrow-minded. But there's a verse in Scripture in the Gospel of John, chapter 14 and verse 6, where Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, the question I want to ask you just right off the bat is, is this verse narrow-minded? Well, many would affirm that it is. To claim that there's only one way to God, of course, is against much of what today's culture believes. If you start getting into the religious realm, uh, you're going to see a lot of people, whether they choose to have a personal belief in God or not, they would look at you and say, well, you can't say that how someone else comes to God is illegitimate or is inferior to the way that you came to God. But here's the thing. Can we say something is narrow-minded if it's true? Can we say that something is narrow-minded if it is true? Is it narrow-minded? Let me give you an example. Is it narrow-minded to look at a blue balloon and say it is blue and only blue? I think that if we're thinking rationally, we would say that that's not narrow-minded, but that's simply the truth of the matter. The balloon is blue. And so we find our foundation here that if it is true, it's not narrow-minded. Now, of course, as I've said before, this says nothing of how someone presents the truth. Uh, I think the attitude of a lot of Christians... Uh, through the years has been wrong in some cases, and they should have maybe a, a more merciful or a more gracious tone to presenting the truth. But what we want to focus on is that it is true is what is important. Now, the thing about it is, is that if something is true, it's true for everybody, everywhere, at all times. Just to give you an example of this, if we were to say that the sun is the center of our galaxy, 
And of course, just looking at a map of our solar system, um, we would say that yes, the sun is at the center. I don't think that any of us would claim that it is narrow-minded to present that as the truth. If it's true, it's just the truth of it. The problem today, however, is not with truth necessarily, but with what someone chooses to believe is true. Just because a group may choose to believe that the blue balloon is another color does nothing to change the truth that the balloon is blue. In a lot of cases, well, actually, let me correct that. In all cases, belief does nothing to change the truth. In fact, if there's anything that changes, it's belief. So I have a choice whether I'm going to choose to believe the truth or to not believe the truth. So I have a blue balloon sitting in front of me, or I present that the sun is the center of our solar system. What I have to do, if I'm listening to that, what I have to do is I have to look at the evidence, and I have to make a choice of whether I'm going to believe that or not. So if we are looking at the narrow-mindedness of this passage or of the scripture that we said earlier, what does this have to do with the narrow-mindedness of the Bible or of this particular passage? Or that Jesus says, no one comes to the Father except through me. What does all of this have to do? Well, if the Bible is true, then it is not narrow-minded, no matter how many people choose not to believe it. So just because you have a large group of people who have chosen not to believe the Bible as being the Word of God does nothing to change whether it is true or not. That would, I think we could agree, that would be preposterous. Otherwise, we might as well give as legitimate attend, or we might as well give the attention of the flat earthers a, a legitimate try at presenting the earth as being flat as something that's true. But one of the things that we know is that the earth is spherical. So because we know and we have evidence that the truth of the shape of the earth is spherical, those who deny that are not changing truth, they are just choosing not to believe it. So if something is true, I don't understand how it can be narrow-minded to present the truth. We do it every single day of our lives. Well, let me ask you this, and let's go ahead and kind of apply this to culture as well and a lot of the things that we see going on, because a lot of people would say if you take an absolute truth view that there, that there is an objective absolute standard of truth, that some things are objectively true, could we charge other people? with narrow-mindedness? Because it seems that those who are being called narrow-minded are those of particular groups. Uh, and just from my personal experience, because this is what I'm familiar with, we'll just go ahead and say Christians. Christians are constantly present, being presented as narrow-minded because the culture's changing, because Christians aren't catching up with the culture, because they still hold fast to a lot of, uh, a lot of certain beliefs that that have good evidence to be said to be true, that because they hold these certain positions, well, they're just being narrow-minded. But couldn't we say that other people with different opinions are being just as narrow-minded? Couldn't we say that those with particular sexual preferences are being narrow-minded? Could we also say that forcing people to use certain gender pronouns isn't that being narrow-minded. 
Culture says that either you follow us or you're narrow-minded. But isn't that in itself a narrow-minded position? That if you don't join us in our thoughts and our opinions and our beliefs, what we think is true, isn't that being narrow-minded too? So what we see is that the charge of being narrow-minded actually cuts both ways. You can claim that somebody is being narrow-minded because of their opinion or because they hold fast to something that they believe is true, and they may have good evidence for that belief as well, but you also have to be on the receiving end of being narrow-minded if you're going to charge someone else with being. Now, I think that... I think that we could all agree that to be truly narrow-minded is to is to make a claim and not be willing to hear anything else. And of course, we would call that intolerance. But even so, the the definition of intolerance has has changed so much today that it just means if you disagree with somebody uh, on their view, then you're intolerant. Well, no, intolerance traditionally has a very strong definition, a very strong idea that this is what I believe and I am not going to hear anything else. I am not going to tolerate what you believe, but but I think a lot of Christians, and again, I'm just talking from a personal standpoint, I think a lot of Christians do tolerate other people's beliefs and opinions. I know I certainly do. But somebody can have a differing opinion from me, and and I'm going to be just okay with them by the end of the conversation. So I'm completely willing to hear somebody else out. But if I were to shut the conversation down because somebody disagreed with me, that would be intolerant. Or that I stand so strongly opposed that the only way that I'm going to engage you is by arguing with you and, and, and shouting at you and trying to impose my belief on you. That would be intolerant of me. But if I'm willing to sit down and have a conversation with you and hear you out, that is not intolerance. That, that is the very definition of tolerance. If, if we have this exchange of ideas and the, this conversation with one another. But to say that Christians are narrow-minded or other people are narrow-minded because they don't fall completely in line with the way or the, the direction that the culture is going today is in itself narrow-minded. So I don't see exactly how the charge can be made one way and then say, but I'm immune to being narrow-minded myself. What we need to do is we kind of need to get a, a, a hold on the truth. And I know that as far as evidence of the truth goes, I understand that people can be convinced of some things and not convinced of others. There are arguments and there's evidence for God and for Christianity that I am convinced of that someone else may not be convinced of. But I think if there's a con- at least a convincing case to be made for the existence of God or for the truthfulness of the Bible, then I think we need to give a little bit of the benefit of the doubt that, you know what, it, this could be the case. So if the Bible is true, then Jesus' statement in John 14 is not narrow-minded. Instead, it's being presented as the truth for what it is. 
just the same as with the sun and just the same as with the blue balloon. It's not narrow-minded to call the balloon blue, and it's not narrow-minded to say that the sun is at the center of our solar system. So if the truth is being presented, it can't be narrow-minded because that's just the way it is. If anything, we need to say that nature is narrow-minded, or we need to say that the sky is narrow-minded, or or the tree in my front yard is narrow-minded because it presents itself in a certain way and in no other way. And so it is with the truth. It's presented as as what it is. And there's nothing that we can do to change it. The only decision that we have is whether we choose to believe it or not. And again, just going back, and I just want to make these points again, if somebody's going to charge me with being narrow-minded, couldn't I do the same thing with them? If you say, and and of course we see this with the protests that are going on and the marches that are going on, and people presenting what they think is the truth, or at least their opinion, and saying, no, this is how you should think, and this is how you should be, isn't that narrow-minded? I would go ahead and say that yes, it is. So before we charge somebody with being narrow-minded, the first thing that we need to do is to get to the truth of the matter and then go from there. And I would strongly urge you, don't call someone narrow-minded, especially if they are willing to sit down and talk to you. That's not being narrow-minded. That's having a difference of opinion, a different view of things, a different worldview of how the world works. And I think that we should start listening to each other and and start working together to get as close to the truth as we possibly can. Even if we are unconvinced by each other's position by the end of it. But to say that my opinion is stronger than the truth, or my opinion holds more value than the truth, is to follow down a very dangerous road. Because what happens when somebody comes up and says, well, you know what, my opinion or my truth is that I should be able to steal from you and kill you right here. If truth is relative, then there's nothing that we can say against that. No matter what society says, no matter what laws we have in place, if truth is relative, then it confuses me why we have laws in the first place. Unless these things are put in place because they are actually good or evil. But that is a discussion for another time. Uh, I appreciate you joining me here for today's episode. I hope that it has been informative or at least given you something to think about. Uh, So thank you so much for joining me, and I hope that you have a wonderful day.